This is Adrena Thorpe, and you're listening to the Life Spring Podcast with Steve Webb. And it is Life Spring number 70. How you doing? It's almost 1.30 in the morning. What am I, crazy? <laughs> I think so. I just had a hard time finding music that I, that I really wanted to play tonight. I was, golly, I was on the internet looking for all kinds of stuff. I've been looking for hours. Uh, what I came up with, though, I think you're going to like. It's fun and uh, good, good quality stuff. Well, anyway... Welcome. <laughs> I'm Steve Webb, your host, and this is the LifeSpring Podcast. What's a LifeSpring? Well, Jesus said, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, or your station in life. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? That is the important question, my friend. LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. You have questions about God, about this whole Jesus thing? You're wondering if there's a reason for hope in this sometimes messed up world? You've come to the right place. What will you find here? Well, you'll find music, conversation, and reasons to believe as we hit you right between the ears with a message of hope, love, and good news. I have got a jam-packed show for you today. I better with, with the show getting started this late. There must be a good reason for starting so late other than the music. Well, there's a lot of good stuff. We're going to talk a little bit, a little bit about the reaction to last week's announcement. I'm going to answer a question on our first Ask Steve segment, and I've got some great music to share with you, starting with something that could be a nightmare for a podcaster. The name of this song is No Words, and it comes from my good friend, Brian Duncan. You want to listen to the words here. It's called No Words, but the words that are there are really important, and you'll see why, well, for a podcaster, this could be trouble. Yeah. Trying to write everything about love I understand. So there's no words for the song. You and me, thick and thin. Thank you, Lord. And where do I begin? Because there's no words for the song. Hey, yeah. A lot I could say 
That's Brian Duncan. The title of the album or CD is Music City Live. You can pick that up at brianduncan.com. All right, well, wow, i got to tell you, the reaction to last week's show has been great. As, as most of you know, I announced last week that the LifeSpring podcast has joined Podshow. And I talked about the reasons why and what it'll mean to the podcast as we go forward. I got a couple of, uh, well, I've got several audio comments, and I'm going to play a few for you right now. This is Trevor here over at the Scribe Music Show. Hey, congratulations on taking this big step by joining the Pod Show Network. I'm really excited for you and the future of LifeSpring. What a great uh, like second chapter for LifeSpring's life. That's really, really cool. Thanks, Trevor. Trevor has his own podcast, and it's called The Scribe Music Show. You can find that over at the iTunes Music Store. Uh, the quality, the, the sound quality on that clip was not very good, and I can't tell you why. Uh, quality on his, on his uh, podcast is great, so don't be afraid of that. But, uh, Trevor, thank you very much. He's a fellow Californian. Uh, he lives out, uh, uh, well, let me see, near the coast somewhere, and I don't remember exactly where it is. But, uh, Trevor, I thank you for that. Hey, here's somebody else that you guys might know. Hey, Steve, it's Ron from Griddle Cakes Radio here, www.griddlecakes.com. Steve, I just heard the news, and I wanted to congratulate you and the LifeSpring podcast for joining Pod Show. You know, Steve, we've had a few conversations, and I know I've never told you this before, but you are one of the pioneer podcasters. And it was all of the hard work that you did that paved roads for second-rounder podcasts such as Griddle Cakes Radio. Without those roads, my job would have been much harder. Well, all of the hard work that you did to kind of pave those roads for the rest of us, I think, is now paying off. And what I'm really hoping is that Podshow gives you the resources to be able to pave some more roads for you, your family, and the listeners of LifeSpring. Congratulations, man. And, uh, hey, you haven't been at the past two uh, Orange County podcasters meetups there. (laughs) You're not getting too big for us, are you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. Looking forward to seeing you at the February meetup. And take care, my friend. Okay. Well, thank you, Ron. Thank you. No, I'm not getting too big to go there to the Orange County podcasters meetup. It's called Life. Um, The lovely Lady Leanne is uh, working now and... uh, so I have to watch the kids on those nights. I, I will. I, I don't know. Maybe what I'll do is uh, tie them up and <laughs> put them in a closet or something on the next uh, meetup night. But I'll be there. I promise. Okay. Uh, Ron, thank you for those very kind comments. If, if you haven't listened to the Griddle Cakes radio podcast, you got to check that out. That is a really cool podcast. Hey, take a listen to this one. Hi, Steve. Uh, my name is Matt. 
I'm calling you from uh, Orange County. I um, first heard about you and your podcast through um, the the uh, Portable Media Expo out in Ontario. I have to admit, I hadn't really listened to many podcasts prior to that, other than some technology ones. But uh, when I stumbled upon your podcast and I heard your interview with uh, Adam Curry, something just kind of resonated within me, and I, and I just got excited about this whole podcast and different way of delivering content. You know, and it's just, I just wanted to thank you and encourage you and say that you've been a blessing to my life and you've really inspired me to kind of put together my own podcast. I'm not cool. sure what I'm going to do yet. Uh, I've got a million ideas in my head and I'm so excited. Sometimes I can't hardly sleep and other times I'm just frustrated because I don't know which direction to go with it. But at any rate, um, I'm sure we'll hook up one day. Hopefully I can meet you over, uh, you know, with the Orange County Podcaster Group if, if you still... <laughs> hang out with those guys or and until then um, god bless and keep up the good work on your podcast what is this everybody's ganging up on me for the orange county podcasters meetup group yes <laughs> i will be there thank you matt for the for those uh, kind words i appreciate it and uh i think you must have heard the interview that i did on the local radio station kfi with leo laporte and of course you can uh, download that podcast as well from the expo but uh, he must have been listening to that so very very cool and I've got one more audio comment here. Hey, Steve, this is uh, Dan Overholt of the Worship Leader Podcast. You can find hey, that at theworshipleaderpodcast.com. And I just wanted to drop you an audio comment to let you know that um, uh, I've been a listener now for several weeks. Thanks. And you've really made a difference. Um, and mm. I know that uh, I heard the news about um, you joining Mr. Curry and company. And that's just awesome. I know that you're really going to be able to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. And I can say that because I know you're making a difference in mine. So thank you. Uh, keep up. Keep keep on sharing the message. Keep on sharing the good news. Um, and I just want to let you know that uh, all of us here at the Worship Leader Podcast, you have our support. You have our prayers. And uh, I know that God will use you to, to do amazing things um, with your podcast there. So I yeah, uh, wish you. you all the best. And uh I just wanted to put a picture in your head um, that one day when you go to heaven, um, as you know, the Lord will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And uh, then I believe he will turn you around and you'll see thousands of twinkling little lights. And uh, you'll say, Lord, what are these? And he'll say, these, Steve, are all the souls that I was able to touch because of what you've done for me. Hmm. So, brother, keep on serving the Lord and keep on doing what you're doing. You're making a huge difference. God bless. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, that's quite a mental picture, isn't it? Um, thank you. I got a lot of uh, emails of support as well. Uh, just about everybody over at the Godcast Network sent very, very kind uh, emails. Uh, Just Pete from the Board Again Christian. Rick Wesowitz with ICM Raw, Rev Tim, Mark Taylor with Reflections, Tony Gettig, the Breakaway Christian Music Podcast, and, of course, Craig Patchett, the guy that started the whole thing over there at TGN. All of them sent some uh, really great supportive emails, and, guys, I really appreciate that. And then I got some great emails from uh, several of the artists that have appeared on the podcast, uh, Adrena Thorpe, uh, Jeremy Yoder, Jimmy Bratcher. They all sent emails uh, amongst other uh, artists as well, and it, it's just been a, a deluge of support, and uh, I think that's that's wonderful. It really, really is uplifting. And this this one I'm going to share with you is, to me, one of the most important emails uh, that I got. I'll tell you why after I read it. 
says, fantastic. It's so good to see how God is moving in this ministry of yours. Someday I'll be able to say, I knew Steve when he was just a lifeguard. Oops, that hasn't changed. You're still a lifeguard, helping people to safety when they're drowning in despair and hopelessness. And most of all, help in finding the Savior. I'm tickled pink about what God is doing in your life. Congratulations. And that is from one of my lifelong best friends. It's from the guy that in high school invited me to his church, and it was at that church that I heard that I needed, even though I was a pretty good kid, didn't get in a lot of trouble, but I needed to have Jesus in my life. I need to, needed to ask him to forgive me of my sins. And uh, that friend, is his name is Dell. Dell is one of the most important people in my life, and uh, it's so cool to know that he listens to the podcast and that he's supportive as well. And so, Dell, thank you, my friend. I love you. Okay, and I got uh, lots and lots of other emails from other people, other listeners, uh, all of which is important to me. Um, Bert says, excellent, Steve. Congratulations. I'm glad I was with you from the beginning. I feel like we're growing up. And Bert, I think that's very cool. Thanks for being there from the very beginning. I know you have been. Uh, Let's see. Another uh, longtime listener, Corey, says, uh, congrats, Steve. It's exciting to hear the news. I'm listening to the show number 69 right now. I look forward to seeing what God will be doing with this toehold on Pod Show. Have a blessed week. And uh, boy, that's, uh, that's, that's true, isn't it? Over there, Pod Show. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Really looking forward to to good things there. All right. Well, let's get to the Ask Steve segment. And today, this segment is going to be the main part of the show because I had a listener by the name of Russ uh, send this question in. And it seems like kind of a, a, an easy little question, but there's a lot to it. And so that's why I didn't do it last week. You remember I, I said that I was supposed to answer a question for, for Russ last week, and it was just not enough time. So here's the question. He says, with all the interpretations of the Bible out there, How do I know that I'm really getting the word as the Lord meant it to be presented? One example is 1 Corinthians 13. He says, in most translations, the story is about love. In the King James, it's about charity. I feel like I should learn Greek and study the original text to see what Paul wrote to better understand what God said. All right. Well, Russ... It's a great question, and it's a question that a lot of people have, so I'm really glad that you asked it. Now, let me see. You you use the word with all the interpretations of the Bible out there. How do I know? Well, really, I think a better word to use here is translation, with all the different translations that are out there. How do you know? Uh, And the reason that I think that the word translations is better than interpretations, because um, in your example of 1 Corinthians 13, you talk about um, in some um, Bibles it says love, and in the King James it says charity. So that's really a matter of of translation and not not just interpretation. So let me let me let me answer the question. I used to get this question a lot when I managed some local Christian bookstores. Uh, my favorite department to work in at the store was the Bible department. We had several different departments, Bibles, books, music, um, you know, gift items, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
It's really satisfying for me to talk to someone about his or her needs in a Bible and then help them choose the one that's the most helpful for them. I mean, I got more pleasure and more joy out of doing that than anything else in the store. Lots of times people would come in and see that we had literally hundreds of different Bibles on the shelves and become overwhelmed. You need to know that all those Bibles aren't different versions of the Bible. They're just different covers and sizes and colors of a few different translations of the Bible. Some have different study notes in them um, or other kinds of helps, but there's really only just a few different translations. Now, here's some examples. One Bible publisher's website has study Bibles, devotional Bibles, Bibles for women, Bibles for men, youth Bibles, children's Bibles, compact Bibles, giant print Bibles, Catholic Bibles, and charismatic or Pentecostal Bibles. Man, can there be that many different Bibles? Well, not really. It just has to do with um, the notes and the study helps that are uh, included with the Bible. Um, within just the, the study Bible section of this particular website, there's about 15 different study Bibles listed. Uh, they've got various covers from paperback to hardcover to bonded leather to genuine leather. And colors range from black to brown to green to burgundy to blue and on and on and on it goes. So you can see why it takes up so much space in a well-stocked uh, Christian bookstore um, to have so many Bibles. I mean, you've got all of that, that variety. And the reason for that is because Bible buyers come in, in such a wide selection. That's the same reason there's so many cars on the market, to meet the demand. You, you need to give people what they want and what they need, and so it takes a lot of different Bibles. Uh, as I get a little bit older, I can't really read from a, a, a small compact Bible because the print is so small, it won't be long, and I'm going to need one of those giant print Bibles, you know, the great thing that looks about the size of a, a telephone book. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. But... Uh, so that's why there's a lot of different varieties in, in what you see on the shelves. Well, what about those different translations then? How can there be different translations? Don't they all say something different? How do I know what's right? Okay, that's what I, I used to hear a lot. Well, let me put it this way. In your question, Russ, you mentioned 1 Corinthians 13. And in that chapter, the King James Version of the Bible says, uh, let's look at three verses, verses 4 through 7. It says, this is the King James now, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Hey, rusteth, weeth, donteth, speaketh, thateth, weeth, any moreeth. <laughs> the King James Version of the Bible was published in 1611. But most of the King James around today are mainly the, the 1769 version. Be that as, as it may. You have to know that the English language has changed greatly in the last 400 years. We haven't just knocked the th out of every th word. Th. <laughs> just think of some of the recent changes we've had. Get this. A pod 
used to be what seeds were sometimes found in or what whales swam in. Now it's what senseo comes in, or it's the first syllable in a in podcast, pod safe, or a lot of other podcasting related words. Oh yeah, I I can put an I in front of pod and you have the gadget that saved Apple. No, 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 not the record label that the Beatles used to own or the fruit that keeps the doctor away. And don't get me started on fruit. But anyway, so back so back to charity. In the New King James Version, published in 1982, the word is translated as love. All right, and if we read it in the New King James Version, it sounds like this. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So you see, just changing the word love, or charity to love, helps a lot. And then they've spruced up the language in other places and in other ways as well to make it easy to understand or easier to understand. So, what about this word love? In the original language, which was Greek in this this instance, since we're reading from the New Testament, the word is agape. The meaning of agape is unconditional love. Now, Greek has two other words that we translate in English as love. These two Greek words are phileo and eros. Phileo is brotherly love, and eros is sexual love. In English, we usually take the context of a sentence to to, determine what kind of love we mean. If I say, I love my dog in one sentence, and then follow that up with, I love my new car in another sentence, and then, I love my mom yet again, you know that I mean three different kinds of love, or you should. (laughs) I don't love my car the same way as I love my mom, right? Okay. Well, translators uh, translators of the Bible use three basic approaches to their work. There is, number one... Now, I hope I'm not boring you, but it's really important to kind of get this so that as you look at different translations of the Bible, you understand what's going on. The first one is the formal equivalence method, where they try to do exact word-for-word translations. A literal approach to our three verses reads like this, okay? Now, I read those verses to you, and you kind of have them in your mind, okay? If I do a literal translation, word-for-word, it comes out like this. Love suffers long, is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not vaunt itself, is not puffed up, does not act unbecomingly, does not seek the things itself of, is not provoked, does not reckon the evil, rejoices not over the wrong, but rejoices with the truth. All things covers, all things believes, all things hopes, all things endures. Okay, so you, you, you get the idea of what the author was trying to communicate, but it doesn't flow the way we speak today. You, you, you know, every word makes sense, but you kind of have to, in your head, 
change the words around so that it, it settles into your brain easier. So that's the formal equivalence method. Now, there's a second approach, and it's called the dynamic equivalence. The first was formal equivalence, now we have dynamic equivalence. This is a thought-for-thought approach. The translators try to match as closely as possible the closest natural equivalent of the original language in terms of meaning and style. One Bible that is that it falls under this particular type of translation is the New International Version, which was published for the first time in 1973. So if I read the NIV, that's the New International Version, it sounds like this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Now, doesn't that read much nicer? It, uh, the NIV is the Bible that I usually study from and read from. It's not the only Bible I study from, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but it is the one that I just normally read from. This is the one that I enjoy the most. I'll tell you about the third type of translation right after this song by the brother of a listener to the podcast. Uh, the listener's name is Mark, and he's in New Zealand, by the way, as is the brother, the performer of this song, the writer of this song. The name of this man is Edwin Derricutt, and the song is cold as ice. I don't believe in the stars in the sky and they're almost black blue and as my glittering guide. But the beauty that places them there up so high prevents them from crashing into one another and I... I put a smile on my face I shine like a five-year-old Who's just won his race Won't you be fragrant And won't you be nice I might be cold as ice I can't believe in hell Late every night Crawl into bed so as to slink from sight It only serves to anesthetize and numb this life There's no way to live, definitely no way to die and Oh, and I'm eager to know What may unfold and what's yet to be shown Who'll be holding the strings when we go Will I have love to show Don't believe in the little white lights with their not quite transparent semi-plastic goodbyes. Let your yes be yes and your no be your prize. These little things will melt before the next sunrise. Oh, and I'm eager to know what may unfold and what's yet to be shown. 
my past behind me and got in the know. I'll be in love when I go. I put a smile on my face and I shine like that five-year-old who's just won his race. I'm no angel, I'm not even nice, but I won't be cold as I. That's Edwin Derricut. You can find that over at the Podsafe Music Network at music. Dot podshow.com All right, let's get back to the subject at hand. The, the third type of translation is not really a translation at all. It's really a paraphrase. Now, here's how the First um, Corinthians 13:4 sounds as a paraphrase in, the message New Testament. All right. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. So this is one in which the uh, translators uh, will look at what was written in the original and get an understanding of what it said and then kind of put it in their own words okay it's the furthest away from the original language of these three types of translations we're looking at and it's not as i said it's not really a translation it's a paraphrase it's in their own words okay it reads nicely and it says basically the same thing it conveys the same basic message but it's a paraphrase. So as you can see, the basic message of each of these different translations is the same. So, which is the best? Well, that's a little bit like asking, which is the best car? Or which is the best computer? <laughs> but then we'd get into the whole PC Mac thing, and I don't want to go there. I don't want to open that can of worms. So let's stick with a car question. The answer to the best car question is, it depends. How many people do you need to uh, take in the car at one particular time? Do you want a two-door or a four-door? Do you want front-wheel drive or rear? Etc., etc., etc. Well, with a Bible, I have to ask, is this for devotional or casual reading, or is it for study? What's your reading level? Some Bibles are geared for uh, reading levels of like as low as the third grade and some all the way at the 12th grade. Do you want study notes in the margins? Are you a new believer or someone who's been studying the Bible for many, many years? 
and on and on it goes. You see, there's a whole lot of questions that have to be asked as to what's the best Bible. Well, what's the best Bible for you in a particular circumstance? Personally, my everyday reading Bible is the New International Version, but sometimes I'll also read from the New American Standard, which is a little bit more of a a literal translation. Sometimes I will go to the King James, because I learned a lot of verses in the King James Version, and it's kind of hard to switch over to one of the newer uh, translations. Um, I've got I've got lots and lots of different Bibles in my library. I've got shelves and shelves and shelves of them. Uh, boy, I'm never going to have an excuse, am I, if I ever stand before the Lord and, and say, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> There's a lot of responsibility that comes with knowledge, but that's a good thing. So, you said, Russ, in your in your email that um, I feel like I should learn Greek and study the original text to see what Paul wrote to better understand what God said. Well, I would never tell you not to do that, but it isn't completely necessary either. You see, there's some really, really good Bible study tools that allow you to find the original word and then help you to understand what that word means. So you don't really have to learn all of Greek in order to understand some of the words that were used. One of the first uh, Bible study uh, tools that I would really recommend is either the Strong's Concordance or the Young's Concordance. Those are uh, tools that you can look up every single word in the Bible and find out exactly what the original Hebrew in the Old Testament or Greek in the New Testament, what the original word was. And then each one of those concordances, either the Strong's or the Young's, will tell you what that Hebrew or Greek or Greek word means. So you can begin to, to build an understanding of what a particular verse or scripture was, or what it meant, or what it means. Then there are lots of other study Bibles or study tools. There's lexicons and commentaries and interlinear Bibles and on and on. What I'll do is I'll put some links on my show notes page to some of the tools that I recommend. You can go there and and click on them. It'll take you to Amazon, and you can kind of read there a little bit about what each one of the tools is. And if you choose to buy uh, um, one of those tools, that would be cool. Um, But, you know, no twisting of the arm here. I'm doing that as a service. So um, there's that possibility there. Also, I highly recommend you find a good Christian bookstore in your area. Go in and ask for the owner of the store. And then find out how long he or she has been in business. Ask about their selection of Bibles. And if they take the time to explain some of these things that I've talked about, well, then you can probably trust them. If they seem tentative, keep shopping for a knowledgeable person. I would recommend finding a store that is a member of the Christian Booksellers Association, or CBA. That's not necessarily a guarantee of quality, but it does give you kind of a starting point. And that's not to say either that if a store is not a member of the CBA, that it's not a quality store. Uh, it's just the CBA is, is kind of a starting point to, to, to start at. Um, Russ, I know you're in uh, New Hampshire, and um, there are a few CBA stores in the state, and so you, you know, hopefully one of those is close to you. But do go in and, and kind of quiz the people that are there. Um, talk to the owners of the stores. 
and see if uh, if you get some good answers from them. Uh, you should. You should. Uh, CBA does a good job of uh, training uh, store owners, and um, it, I know that I got a lot of really good training when I was uh, at a CBA store myself. And uh, that's not a brand of store. Again, that's a Christian Booksellers Association. But, you know, this is really where paying a little bit more for service is worth it. Sure, you're going to pay less for a book or a Bible by buying it online in many cases. But you're not going to get the one-on-one question and answer time that you really need. You know, if you're going to pick their brains, be sure to help them pay their bills. They deserve it, don't you think? So... I hope this answers your question, Russ, and uh, anybody else who's listening who had questions about Bible translations. Um, If it didn't answer the question, feel free to write me back and uh, ask for clarification, because this is an important one. And um, now I'll take this opportunity to say, if you have a question, please send it to steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Uh, it can be any kind of a question uh, having uh, you know relating to uh, religious doctrine or questions about Christianity or you know uh, life questions whatever you'd like to ask me um, I've teased before you can even try to make it a stump Steve segment if you think that there's a uh, something that you that you know that I don't or something like that try and stump me I'm I'm game it'll be fun to do All right, well, you know, I always like to end with something new. How's this? Why are you in a movie, but you're on TV? Got an answer for that? I don't. (laughs) Do the alphabet song and Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star have the same tune? And why did you just try singing the two songs? (laughs) All right, well, this podcast is just about over. Please send your comments or questions to steve.lifespring at gmail.com or phone them in at 206-350-CALL. Show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. You'll find links there to the music that I played today, uh, my Frapper map. Hey, and uh, last time I looked, we had 49 people on there. Let's see who can be number 50. Uh, let's see. My Flickr page. I went skiing this weekend, and I'm going to post some uh, pictures on my Flickr site uh, of the ski trip with me and uh, Stephen and Timothy. So uh, check that out. You'll find a link to my MySpace page. Uh, there's uh, some one-click subscription buttons over there and other fun stuff as well. Uh, I want to thank um, Doug Beaumont today uh, for help on some of the material that I got together for this Ask Steve segment. Doug Bennett has, or Doug Beaumont, has a website called souldevice.org. And so he uh, let me use a few of his, his thoughts, and I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Background music today was Flow on Waterford River by Jim Fiddler. Uh, he's a wonderful artist from Newfoundland, or Newfoundland. And uh, you can find that over at the Podsafe Music Network as well, music.podshow.com. And, of course, I opened up with Brian Duncan brianduncan.com and I played Edwin Derricutt who you can also find at uh, the Podshow Network music.podshow.com so 
One more thing, if you want to have me come and speak to your group, I'd be happy to do that. Write me a letter, an email at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Remember that Jesus said, who do you say that I am? LifeSpring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. I'm Steve Webb. I'm your host. I'm glad you were here today. God bless you. I'll see you next time.